You know what that sound means. You know what it means. You've heard it before. You've wondered. Time for the after buzz. Yeah. Where are we going? What are we doing? I never know what we're talking about when we start the music. I have no idea what you're going to talk about. Where today. will we end up? Well, that pop tells you it's the AfterBuzz podcast. Hello and welcome. My name is Nico Edgemin, your host of the AfterBuzz, and of course with me is Buzz Adams. Hello. Hey, how you doing, buddy? I'm great, thanks. You're doing great? I'm doing better than average, I would say. Yeah? Yeah. You locked your keys in your car this weekend. <laughs> oh, I did it on Wednesday. Do you feel silly? No. I mean... You don't feel silly? I, anytime you lock your keys in your car, but this was a situation where I park in my driveway. Sometimes I leave the keys in there because it's got a fob that will open the door when I go out anyway. So, And the battery is low on the key fob. That's how they ended up locked in there. People kind of were surprised because it's 2023. <laughs> it's really hard to lock your keys in your car these days. Yesterday, somebody had a great comment. Uh, uh, let me see. Well, I kept thinking of different ways I could get the, the, the key fob to activate, like maybe some motion would do it. So I got out there, I was pushing the car back and you really? forth, trying to get it to activate so I could open the door. That didn't work. Eventually, I had to break down and call um, a locksmith. Somebody said, if Buzz was a computer, he needs serious defragmenting. <laughs> Somebody else said, he's an IBM from the 90s. <laughs> okay, this is, Sergio says, I can't fathom how you lock your key in the car with a modern vehicle. It's mind-blowing that someone can do that considering they've made it virtually impossible to do it. It's idiot-proof. <laughs> Yet Buzz seems to surpass the idiocy. <laughs> mm -hmm. You don't find this amusing Not at all. Because <laughs> what they don't realize is that it was the whole thing with the 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 battery had been running down. I was aware of that. I probably should have left it. Twenty twenty three, man. What's going on? Well, I have a couple of things I wanted to bring up today that I didn't get to get to in the news, but I thought were pretty interesting enough. So let's do some news nugs. How about Are that? these news nugs? Yep. All right. Fantastic. Nico's news. Nico's news. Really news. Well, uh, a scary thing happening at hospitals. Hospitals are being attacked by ransomware. Mm. That's where computer hackers will just hijack the computer systems and not let you back in unless you pay the money. And, you and said, a lot of people do pay I was up. About right? say, you even said uh, a lot of people do. Yeah, apparently a lot of people are paying for these things. Um, so I just kind of think you have to be a heartless kind of piece of shit to like go after hey, a I'm hospital gonna, right. where you know people are sick. Who knows what people that, could be dying? Dying. I mean, you're gonna where where do most of these ransomware people operate out of? Uh, that's a great question. I know that Russia is kind of known for that. You know, the Baltic countries. I think I'm really anywhere. I don't think it's Does anybody one. inside the U.S. do ransomware attacks? I think, I mean, maybe. I think the the whole point is that computer crimes are so difficult to really prosecute sometimes or detect because you can make yourself seem like you're coming from anywhere in the world, you know? Well, Paris Hilton is opening up about a new era in her life. <laughs> okay. 
She's calling it her mom era. She announced the birth of her second child last weekend and will be celebrating her first holiday as a mom this weekend. She gushed, saying, I'm over the moon that our little princess is here. My wife just feels complete. Having my little <laughs> baby boy and my little girl. I guess her theme is everybody's going to be named after a city. Because the baby's Phoenix name is, and London. London is the new baby. Yeah. Phoenix was the other one. Don't ask me how I know that. How did you know that? I don't know, man. Just some stuff seeps in even if I don't want to learn it. <laughs> oh, because her name is Paris. <laughs> Dude. Come on. Does she not understand a whole one night in Paris thing? That like The only way that they were able to make that kind of joke was because her name was after a city. Uh, You're just setting your kids up for mockery and humiliation at that point. Well, well you one know, night in Paris? What about one night in Phoenix? It's true. Thousands and thousands of people have been inside the Paris Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> a two-year-old is now officially the youngest genius ever <laughs> and is certified by Guinness. reading at a, at a four-year-old level. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, uh... Isla McNabb of Crestwood, Kentucky, was accepted into Mensa after scoring the 99th percentile of intelligence for her age group on the Stanford Binet Intelligence Scales. <laughs> Parents Jason and Amanda McNabb said Isla learned her alphabet at the age of 18 months and was soon reading right then. It's a year and a half. Yeah. I mean, it's impressive. I don't think it's unheard of, though. When God, my youngest daughter was read like... and. She really just kind of taught herself. I mean, I I kind of showed her a little bit, but she took to it so fast. By the age of two, she could read really? like children's books by herself. Uh, she, she is a smart kid. You can tell she's a smart kid. And I'm not taking anything away from this little uh, genius. Didn't you? Try, didn't, did you ever try out for Mensa? You you look like the type of person that would have tried. Well, I I never <laughs> try it out. No, what does that mean? I think the people that have to prove their intelligence by joining Mensa are overcompensating for something. Well, I don't think it's, it's something. It's a place to... for like individuals, like-minded individuals, yeah. to uh, right. discuss the world. Yeah, it sounds like a gigantic circle jerk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm not going to lie. I kind of looked at because you have to get it an official. You have to do an official. Uh, I've IQ, looked at some IQ sample test in front of them before, and I would get. I would just like there are some areas I think I do all right in like oh, you are standards. awful at spatial, spatial you know? any of that spatial stuff I just yeah I'm starting to realize it I know you've joked before that I'm on the spectrum or whatever but there are definitely some aspects of life that I feel like an alien about I've never been joking about this <laughs> I have totally been serious that right. not maybe not I know you're kidding to try and. Okay, well, put somebody on the spectrum. You're is, on a you know, spectrum of something, and I definitely would say no. No, I'm, I am kind of, I am kind of being uh, flippant about it. But no, I honestly do think that you you had some undiagnosed either dyscalculia. I know you're not dyslexic, but like with numbers, you do get those mixed up. Your ADHD, I do know you have that, <laughs> uh, dude. In meetings, and just I know oh. I exactly the signs and symptoms of, the, of what you have. And I've been doing it ever since I was a little kid. Like even in first, second grade, if if I just got bored, I would just be able to send my mind to some other planet. You know, I'm going to be here for 45 minutes. I'm just going to. And I'd be lost in a world of daydreams. And so you don't you think have that's ADHD. Yes, absolutely. No. That's ADD for sure. Um, and you don't have mental imagery. Like it's very hard. For you to, like uh, you won't, you don't imagine things. How do you know? 
because we've talked about this before. And it's actually called, it is a real thing. It's called aphantasia or lack of mental imagery. People with aphantasia are surprised when they learn others see mental images in their minds. Well, if I make an effort, like if you said, imagine that Andy Warhol picture of all the soup cans. I could picture that in my head, but I don't just naturally do that. I have to stop and make a conscious effort. Okay, people with this uh, condition say they assumed others, when when somebody says, oh, I can see this in my mind's eye, do you think that's metaphorical or do you think that's literal? I think it's metaphorical. No, it's literal. (laughs) Well, you don't have an eye in your mind. You have a literal, you do. You have your imagination. It's 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 the vision uh, in your mind. Okay. That's the mind's eye. And so the, one of the big but things I'm saying it doesn't is have many, a people, or cornea, many people with aphantasia have said they always assumed others were just speaking metaphorically when they describe seeing something in their mind's eye. Yeah, I still believe that. No, people are actually seeing. You, I you can think actually, you have an eye. I can your, actually see in my head your, with through, through eyes, like through eyes. I can visualize something in my head. Okay, yeah, it sounds like you're just full of shit. What do you mean, full of shit? I just you don't think I can do that? You can stop and you can imagine something. It conjures an Im- image. Not just in your an head. image. I can imagine as if I was there through eyes, watching that. So, like when I'm doing stand up right now in my head, I can see myself on stage and I can see myself seeing through eyes at the audience and on stage holding the microphone in my hand. Yeah, I'm doing that. You're actually kind of. Dying up there to tell you the truth. <laughs> You're such a fucking dick. Um, you have that, and then the spatial thing. I, we, we've done things before where I try to ask you, like, can you convert this spatial thing in your head? And you go, what? And I go, yep. So I actually do want to get uh, take give you a test where they say, take this block uh, in the image and imagine how the image would rotate, and you'd fit this block. I into once it. tried to put something together for my girlfriend from IKEA. No. <laughs> oh, maybe that's why you're bad with handy stuff. Like maybe like you you can't see. Ooh, but how do you do puzzles then? I look for details and then find out where the detail fits in the larger. F- I guess picture. it's a two dimensional. It's not that hard. <laughs> Have you been able to do the three D puzzles? I've never even tried. Oh, you should try one of those. <laughs> yeah, pass. Um, but you're saying you're starting to feel like you might have something. I mean. You keep putting it in my mind. You're always telling me you're on the spectrum. You're autistic. I did come up with a... Here's something great, and it's a life hack, I think. I figured out a great way. I don't... I often forget people's names that I've met. Oh, my God. It's such a bad problem. It happened earlier this morning. Oh, with Angel. (laughs) So what I do is if I'm really in a spot and I can't fake my way out... Hey, man. Yeah, but I say... Hey, listen, I've got this condition called face blindness, and I know that we've met before, but would you please tell me your name again? But it's a condition, but Brad Pitt has it. That sounds like bullshit. (laughs) Now, that sounds like bullshit. Yeah, but what do they know? But Brad Pitt has it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have lately, people because people come up constantly and they'll introduce. The worst part is that when somebody meets me again, and I definitely have seen them before, and I forget their name, and they go, really? Really, we've met. I go, yeah, you met once, right? But then there are people that I've met like met five times. or six or seven times, and I keep doing it every single time. Well, do you know why that is? Why? Uh, your mind makes a judgment that this person isn't worth remembering. <laughs> I think. 
I don't. If think I meet the most beautiful woman in the world, there's a much better chance I'm going to remember her name the second time. Oh, that's a good <laughs> point. I mean, but it happened to this girl, Christina. She's very pretty, and I see her. She's friends of a friend, and I see Christina like maybe five times a year, and like I always forget her name. Well, uh, finally, I've remembered it because she's we we've done this song and dance so often that she's made me feel so guilty. By the last time, she was like, "Really, really, really, Nico." I'm sorry, Christina. All right. Well, that's just a few of the things I wanted to go through. Um, This is the last thing I wanted to go to. You have been on a kick about walking lately. I'm really glad you are. And you're trying to get me into a nice... I need to start walking as well. I named that hill that's right behind the parking lot in the back. Uh, A house on Haunted Hill? Heart Attack Hill. A Heart Attack Hill. That's what I'm calling it. Heart Attack Hill because it is steep. Every time, does it get your blood pumping your heart up? Within within two minutes, because the steepest part of the hill is, is the right at the part. beginning, right? It kind of flattens off once you get a little higher. But you, I think you get, I, you know, I walked. I had my watch going. I I walked for over a mile and a half yeah. and burned something like 300 calories. Good so, for you, yeah. man. Well, if you don't have time for a weekend workout, there is a new study that is showing an alternative is just as good as a, I'm sorry, a weekday workout. If you don't have time for a weekday workout, there's a study that's showing an alternative is equally as good as a daily weekday workout. Weekends. A study in the Journal of the American Medical Association, or JAMA, shows that just moderate to vigorous activity over one to two days on a weekend will give you the same cardiovascular benefits as uh during the week. Okay. I, I just want to caution that this is not the same as like adding muscle mass. No, no, no. This is just the kind of the, the walking cardio and, stuff. The cardio stuff, yeah. right. The kind of exercise old people well, are interested They say in. like if you just do like two to three days of uh vigorous walking or jogging, you're probably good for for your now, day your, you consider because yeah, you I consider that. Yeah, that you is. would consider that vigorous exercise. I would. Moderate or vigorous for sure. Um, but they're saying you instead of doing it like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, man, I've, it's the same if you just do it Friday, uh, Saturday, Sunday. It's the exact same. Like, I have done vigorous exercise. And surprisingly, it wasn't when I was playing sports. I mean, yeah, you have to kind of exert yourself. It was but sex it was a, every time. No, 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 no. It's that... <laughs> freaking crossfit man i did that a few years ago you did holy crap it's really hard it's like supposed to be really hard on your your body it's not for beginners i don't think that's what you go to when you want to like get into like work your way out of being out of shape well they threw me in the deep end of the pool man i would first become like really fit and then i would do crossfit buckets buckets of sweat coming down oh it's just you know and you it's from one thing to the next have you seen everybody who does it though they all look the same, like super buff and fit, and they all want to talk about CrossFit when you're not doing CrossFit. Uh, if that was part of the deal, it's like, hey, you get super in shape, but you're going to be compelled to talk about it, I, I, I'd do that. Oh, you could do that. Then you j- just make friends with them, hang out with a bunch of the CrossFitters all the time, when I was get doing your protein CrossFit, patterns and your creatine. I was si- like literally sick, and my trainer told me, you won't be the first person to puke in here. And it's like, is really? this good for you? Is that the standard now? Is, is that, that the standard? Right. When I when I was young and played sports, sometimes they would make us run until we puked. Oh, the, <laughs> wouldn't they do stuff like hold water back and, until you finished and like a lot of really toxic kind of like coaching behavior? Look, I don't want to identify anybody by name, but there was kind of a scandal in my high school a year after I graduated. Did somebody die? Somebody died during <sighs> basketball practice. 
drop dead on the court. Now, what the the media didn't know, but I knew because I I had played basketball here before, was that our coach, who will go unnamed, would frequently make us practice with the thermostat turned up to a hundred. Oh, dude. Okay, okay so his, the reason he had a reason for it, though, conditioning, yes. But if we were ever in a game and it was close and it was our home auditorium, he would send one of the, you know, team managers or to turn it up to go turn. So it would affect them and not you guys. Them and we'd supposedly be used to it. So I knew that he frequently had us practice in a hot gym, and I'm just wondering if that was going on when they. Do you think that contributed? I think it could have. Oh my god! Yeah, there's a lot of toxic. Like uh, you can't get water till you throw up, or some some of that kind of behavior. I feel like two a days and (laughs) two a days. Yeah, got running stadium steps. I remember like the last day I played organized sports. You know, like on a, a, a collegiate level, I remember walking off, walking out of the gym, and saying, "That is the last time I. That is the last time I work like that in my life." Mm. I mean, I still enjoyed going out recreationally, playing some pickup games and stuff. But the right. idea of running suicide—God, do you know what a suicide is? I do. What yeah. is it? That's where you run back and forth. Yeah, yeah. And you touch the line yeah. and you run to the, you know, you start off, you run to the baseline. Oh, you're you making me the, nauseous oh, thinking about them. God, it was so brutal. I hated it. I liked playing the sport, but I hated practice, especially when it was that grueling type of stuff. I don't miss that at all. Mm, I guess some people just thrive on it, though. I think you know, like people who just really thrive on that. It's Some people are masochists. That's what it is. <laughs> well, yeah, they probably reap the benefits, though. They probably look great and are in better health than I am, so I'm not going to criticize. Let us know about your high school coaching, college coaching, sports, uh, you know, uh, your time in sports, and I'm kind of curious. I think a coach once called me, it was either a puke face pussy or... (laughs) You puke face pussy! It was just like the kind of stuff... Oh, what is this, the Marines? (laughs) It was the kind of stuff I saw years later when I saw Full Metal Jacket. It reminded me of my high school... We weren't in the military. Mm-hmm. How about this one? Uh, we're gonna run. We're gonna run four miles, and whoever crosses the line last is gonna get swats. Like with with what the, the coach's fuck? paddle. <laughs> you did not want to be the last. That guy means somebody is. Line. There's guaranteed to be guaranteed. Right, is gonna get swats. All toxic behavior. I'm curious what other people's toxic coaching was like. All right. Hope you guys had fun today. Thanks for listening to the AfterBuzz podcast. Don't forget to listen to the Buzz Adams Morning Show every weekday on KLAQ 985.5 from 6 to 10 a.m. Talk to you guys next time.